Hello and welcome to Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville and also with offices in Fort Lauderdale and Ocala, Florida. Today is Friday, December 11th, 2020. My name is Chris Qualman and of course I'm joined by the host and president of Meldon Law, Jeffrey Meldon. It's hard to believe, two weeks before Christmas. It's really something, it's isn't coming it? coming up fast. I, I just swear, I thought uh, it was the first of the year 2020. Look at all that's happened this year. Yeah, we got a big game tomorrow. We sure do. The Gators play LSU, and uh, of course, our wonderful guest last week, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, told us uh, he, he thought we'd uh, take care of ten- Tennessee pretty well, and they put up a pretty good fight, but still a great game. Yeah, well, I think uh, we'll be heavily favored against uh, LSU, but uh, everybody's really looking at the Alabama game. I I think so, but we don't want to look too far ahead if we want to stay at least in the discussion, you know, for for being in the college football playoffs. I think we need to take care of business against LSU. And speaking of Gator sports, once again, we have another iconic figure, a man whose articles I've been reading for many, many years, Mr. Pat Dooley, longtime writer for the Gainesville Sun, a man very well known among Gator fans. Welcome to the program, Pat. I, I, I'm a little bit nervous because we had you opened up with Steve Spurrier and then brought me. So <laughs> that's like that's like opening with the Beatles, and then you're bringing the Captain and Tennille on. You know, afterwards. So I like the Captain and Tennille. Uh, well, I didn't as much the Beatles, but uh, but yeah, no, it's great to be here, and uh, it's it's great to be uh, kind of going a different direction in my life and I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, I wanted you to kind of recap uh, for everybody that's watching or listening a little bit of what's been going on because I know the last month's been a big deal for you. It has. I mean, uh, I went ahead and retired from the Gainesville Sun. It was uh, an offer that was hard to refuse and uh, I uh, was ready to get out. The grind had gotten to be too much anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I want to keep working because I love I loved to write and I love to do radio and podcasts so I'm writing for WRUF, uh, the back nine, and the and the uh, grades. I'm doing that. I'm writing for the University of Florida Alumni Association, writing one one a week. In fact, this week or this month, I'm uh, the it's the 25th year of Florida softball, and I rank the top 25 softball players. So interesting. Who's one and two? I, we can maybe talk about that if you want. <laughs> and then uh, doing a podcast uh, here with uh, the great Freddie Weeby and. Uh, all, all the good people that are working here, and that is going to be every Friday. You can hear it, you can see it, and hear it on Facebook and YouTube. And if you can, you can listen to it whenever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So, I'm getting. I'm one day I'm going to be able to do this without looking at it. I'm not quite. <laughs> we're, there. we're still working on yeah. it. We don't quite have it yet. Well, What's the name of the program again? It's a, it's another duly noted podcast. So. Another duly yeah, you podcast. Used have, okay. You used to have duly noted. Yeah. Now it's another, another duly, duly noted. noted. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, you're going to be really busy. Well, busy, but not as busy as I was. I mean, that's the thing with, with when you work at the, the the grind of the paper is is tough. It's tougher than people think. They think. It's just, you know, it's great life. You just go to games and write about them. But it, there's a lot of little stuff that you have to end up doing. And I can eliminate all that and just do the fun stuff. So you tell know. me, what is what were some of the things that you did not like to do? Oh, I mean, it's, it's you know, like any business where you have to do seminars and you have to do, um, you know, uh, these classes that you have to take, hour-long classes, and you have to pass the test. And, and the way we had started doing things where we were having to actually set up our budgets and stuff like that. Things that normal people have to do, I <laughs> right. get it. But we were, we were so lucky we never yeah. had to do any of these things. So, um, what, But again, I would have stayed there for a long time if, if this opportunity hadn't come out. Uh, I was, my plan was to stay there until 70, but this opportunity was too good. And uh, I'm just happy to be... Uh, Doing the stuff, I, like I said, that I really like to do. Well, I wanted, I wanted to just uh, ask Pat a little bit about uh, your background. I know you mm-hmm. were from St. Augustine, correct? Well, I was born here, but I, when I was ten, we moved to St. Augustine, and um, I loved it. St. Augustine, St. Augustine, at the time of me growing up, was the greatest place in the world to live because mm-hmm. it's not like it is now. I mean, where it's so crowded, so many tourists, but it had everything you wanted including the beach, uh, and then went to school here at Florida, started at St. John's River Community College, 
For some reason, they're named the Vikings. I still can't figure that out. <laughs> How many Vikings do you think landed? I, in, in not, not many down the St. John's <laughs> River. Yeah, did they landed in Putnam County. And, uh. It makes no sense to me. But uh, once I got the stench of the pulp mill out of my nostrils, we uh, I, I came over to Gainesville and um, uh, went to school here for a couple of years, got my degree, and then went to Fort Lauderdale for a year. Loved that. And that was a great time. But... The Jacksonville Journal came calling. That was my favorite paper when I was mm-hmm. a kid. So I went up there and then uh, to the Times Union and then over here 33 years ago to be the sports editor. I wasn't coming to write. I was coming to be a, an editor. And I said, well, you know what I'll do? I'll go over there. I'll turn that paper around because the paper was a mess at the time and make it look good. And then two or three years of doing it, uh, I'll, I'll go on to the next job. Mm-hmm. And 33 years later, I'm, you know, but it, that's what happened because first thing we're dealing with is all the stuff with Norm Sloan, okay? Oh, right. That's, that's coming down, oh, and, yeah. and Galen Hall gets fired. I was about up. to say, you came right when Galen was still the head coach, yeah. right? And then the Gary Darnell after that. Yep. Yeah. And so Galen gets fired, Randy Reese gets fired, All the NCAA was just a sweeping thing. And then Spurrier comes to town, um, and starts winning and you're not you're never thinking I gotta go I gotta get another job you're thinking okay they're gonna keep winning we're gonna they're going to championships then Billy comes to town they're like okay I'll stick with I'll stick around for a while and then Urban comes to town so you just it just the winning kept beget begatting winning and uh, I don't think that's the proper use well and you you've seen not just the growth of the obvious the big things the football the basketball but just the growth of all the other programs like you were talking about the softball teams women's gymnastics so many other things. The soccer teams. Sure. It's really amazing just how the whole program has grown. Well, you know, a, a good example is softball because uh, softball started, wasn't very good. Every game was one nothing, And then all of a sudden Tim Walton walks in the door and it just changes and becomes a power. And the SEC started taking softball seriously sure. and SEC became the power. And, and being able, you know, I, I mentioned, and we, we were talking about this before, how in my, my farewell column I said, I don't have anything on my bucket list. Because the, the Gainesville Sun and, and the Times Union allowed me to cover everything I ever wanted mm-hmm. to cover. I've been to everything, the mm-hmm. Masters, the uh, Olympics, the uh, you know uh, NBA Finals, World Series, many Super Bowls, and an awful lot of great college basketball and football situations. But Oklahoma City for softball many times. Mm-hmm. Omaha for baseball many times. I got nothing left. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty amazing, though. The University of Florida athletic program, I think uh, I give a lot of credit to Jeremy Foley. Sure. Because Jeremy, and I knew Jeremy when he was the assistant ticket man. Me too. <laughs> okay, back in the yeah. day. And to see him grow and develop the University of Florida program overall we are so lucky in the Gainesville, Ocala area to be able to right. go and watch a baseball game with great, great young players, many of whom are going to go into the major leagues. We see uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the basketball, the um, the women's gymnastics, mm-hmm. volleyball. I mean, year after year, yeah. they just, we, we, you know, it's, it's considered the norm for our athletic programs to be in the top three or four or five in the country. Yeah, and number one in the SEC almost every year. Um, it's very rare when they don't uh, win the all-sports trophy, which uh, the Gainesville Sun actually gives out because the SEC quit giving it out. Because they, they said, won it every year. You win every year, we, we, we don't need to do this award. And we go, well, we're going to still keep track. I mean, uh, So why is it that the University of Florida – became so dominant in the all-sports award. Well, I give a lot of credit to Jeremy, and the reason I do, and a lot of people criticize Jeremy because we fell behind a little bit in facilities. Mm -hmm. But Jeremy's always a person who believed in people before facilities. And he believed if you got the right coach in there, and whether that's Billy Donovan or Tim Walton or Rhonda Fain, who won three national titles in a row? Yeah, and uh, whether it's Kevin O'Sullivan, who has turned Florida into one of the the superpowers of college baseball, no question about that. Getting the right person in there mm-hmm. is was important, and he felt like, you know, I don't want to get into into debt. I don't want to spend all this money on facilities. I want to make sure that that our student athletes have everything they need, and that the coaches have everything they need. For example, Florida flies out. No, they won't. Didn't. They won't this year because of COVID. 
they fly out every year to the West Coast and play like these tournaments. And I mean, no, a lot of schools won't do that. They won't spend that kind of money. But that's where they spend their money. The other thing that's interesting about this with this COVID thing going on right now, because Jeremy was frugal in the way he, he handled things, didn't want to get into debt, didn't want to be borrowing money, Florida's not struggling financially the way some of these schools are laying off people left and right, asking for pay cuts. Eliminating programs. Eliminating yeah, programs. Exactly. Florida's sitting there and they're like, we moved a little money around, we're good. You know, so you got to give Jeremy credit for that. Well, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's amazing the quality of coaches that we did have. I want you to get, uh, give us a little bit of uh, idea about uh, what you thought of the coaches, different coaches that were here during you, you the You had lots of them. How many, like six, seven or more? Well, in, in football, yeah. Uh, it was crazy in football. Um, uh, you know, I consider Billy Donovan to be the greatest coach mm-hmm. that ever coached here. And, boy, it's close between him and Spurrier, as we know. But to me, Billy came into a program that had nothing, had no tradition, nothing. No, you know, the well, fans. Well, wait, wait, wait. Lon Kruger yeah, did he, bring them to the final four. They had one in year. 94. One year. And, what, and then he left for greener pastures. And then, and then, and then it kind of receded again. He left, and a lot of it was Vince Carter. They mm-hmm. couldn't get Vince yeah. Carter. He's like, a kid out of Daytona, he goes, I, I got to get yeah. out of here, you know. Yeah, and, and Norm Sloan, if they would have uh, let him uh, keep going, maybe. I think Monty Tao was supposed to take over the program right. eventually. But you're right. Uh, Billy was incredible. Yeah, he, he was incredible. And But the football coaches I dealt with were, were all interesting. And the funny thing is, well, first of all, Steve was the best. I mean, he was so – you would literally walk into the Tuesday press conference and you would go – I would tell Robbie, I go, I got no ideas. I got no idea what I'm going to write. I just don't. They're playing, they're playing, you know, Eastern Michigan. What am I, how am I supposed to get two columns out of this? This, And I'd walk out and I'd go, okay, which ones are you taking? Because Spurrier just given us everything. You know, he just given us these one-liners and, and all these funny stories. And so we, we could just write about it. So I loved him from that regard, but I think everybody loved him for the winning and taking Florida to a level that it has never been. So he was great. Uh, Zook and I didn't always get along, but I think Zook was probably got criticized too much. Um, if well, well, yeah, let me ask you, what did you think Zook did right? And what did he do he wrong? Recruited. He was a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Think about this. Yeah. 21 of the 22 starters that, that won the, the SEC in uh, 06 were Ron Zook recruits. So he knew how to get players and he developed them. He clutched up a little bit in, in games. That was his problem. And and then there were some things where he didn't handle very well, getting angry at boosters, getting angry at sports riders. There was uh, the incident, I remember, there was a frat the, the party, frat a fraternity party. thing, and there and was a little scuffle. He went down there and you know, <laughs> he, he had their back maybe a, maybe a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, But the players all loved him. But, you know, sure. I, remember, I remember after he got fired, they were getting ready to play, I think it was Georgia. And he was, but uh, the players all were saying, we're going to play our hearts out for, for Ron Zuck. We're going to play as mm-hmm. hard as we can for Ron Zuck. And I just went, bro, how come you didn't play hard for him when he had a job? <laughs> you know, I mean, Good you got to play hard all the time. So, um, but no, he, I, 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 Ron and I didn't see eye to eye on some things, but it, I, we, I, we've talked since and it's been fine. I loved Will Muschamp to death. I, he's still one of my favorite people in the world. I mean, such a great dude. But would I want him coaching my team? <laughs> I mean, he just... He definitely knows defense. Well, he knows, yeah. I'll tell you... Um, I, I give, think he's forgotten it, though. <laughs> maybe. There. No, and I give Will credit for being a good businessman because he's making more, oh, yeah. more, oh goodness, more money yeah. than any coach he, he, that's actually working. That's what I, I told the... Uh, I think it was uh, uh, one of the clubs I spoke to last week. I said, I feel like Will Muschamp. I got a beautiful wife, two great kids, and I'm getting paid not to work. It's unbelievable. But, great uh, conversation we got going on here, but uh, my producer is looking at me saying we've got to take a break, but we're going to have you stick around for the next sure. segment. You are watching Melvin Law and Friends 
a production of Meldon Law, your statewide law firm with offices in Gainesville, Fort Lauderdale, and Ocala, Florida. Check us out on the World Wide Web at www.meldonlaw.com or give us a call anytime toll free at 1-800-373-8000. We'll be right back with Pat Dooley and thanks so much for watching. The Melvin Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoy coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job, I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life. I was riding as a passenger in my friend's vehicle. You know, a fellow ran a stop sign and we T-boned him. Had neck and shoulder and knee injuries and didn't know what to do and I remember seeing one of Jeffrey's ads. So I gave him a call. He explained everything to me. I'd go see him and everything was done. Everything was taken care of. Don't waste your time with anybody else. Go see Jeffrey. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast from Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with offices in South Florida, also our main office in Gainesville, and also with an office in Ocala. Take a look at us on the World Wide Web, www.meldonlaw.com. Our primary practice areas are personal injury cases, auto accident, big truck cases, and criminal defense. But whatever your question may be, this guy's been doing this a long time. Give us a call anytime, 1-800-373-8000. We'll do our best to steer you in the right direction. Jeffrey Meldon, another great show today, you know, sports-oriented. We had the head ball coach last week, Steve Spurrier, a guy that's no slouch in his own right, Pat Dooley. Got to admit, this program's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And Pat, I want to thank you for coming on. And you're you're getting involved with uh, all these new things. And yeah. I, 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 I know you're going to have a good time. And uh, you might even have more time on the links. I might. I, that's my plan. I mean, I notice you've got a, a master's uh, sweater on there. I, let's take a look that's at that just, logo. That's just a show off. <laughs> no, but uh, there's no question that I may be doing a lot of different things. And and one of them uh, is a podcast, and uh, it's uh, another duly noted podcast. Another duly noted podcast. Yes. And where can people see that? That's on, That'll be on Facebook and YouTube if you want to watch it. Uh, and, and if you want to listen to it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Is that your personal, uh, your Facebook page, or is it a Facebook for the, the program? We are, yeah. Well, there, I think it's going to be on both. Uh, it's going to be on my Facebook page, and we're. Uh, I think it'll be up today, uh, another duly noted podcast. Duly spelled your name, D-O-O-L-E-Y. Okay. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> so, anyhow, Pat, I wanted to ask you, we were talking about coaches, um, give give us your take on Urban Meyer and his time here. What was it like working with Urban? Well, it was weird in that I was the only sports writer that he seemed to like, um, and and so we got along good. Um, you know, when he left, we stayed in touch. You know, there was a book I was working on at the time, so I had to call him about, and he was great about it. Uh, but it, it just it got to a point where the, with the Zach Smith thing where I just said, look, I'm washing my hands. I don't want I don't want any more of this. I don't want to have to defend this guy anymore. And so we haven't spoken in a while. Um, I'd be happy to talk to him. Uh, but the interesting thing with Urban is they want to put him in the Ring of Honor. I mean, they want to very badly. I think he deserves it. I well, mean, heck, two national championships, I, four years. I don't disagree. However, there are a lot of people who say he doesn't deserve it because of the way he left. Mm -hmm. They don't like it. It sticks in their craw. They need to get over it. But they're wor worried that you hear, all right, here's a big presentation. They obviously won't do it this year because of COVID. Here's a big presentation, and the next mm -hmm. member of the Ring of Honor uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> I know that's you know, that's a big worry. I tell you, I have so many of my uh, Gator friends like who have that attitude, and I always kind of stick up for Urban, saying, 
you know, the guy brought us, you know, two national championships, some incredible football year after year. Well, you have another reason you like him, because you went to Ohio State. I graduated from <laughs> Ohio State, right? But, uh, so you didn't mind when he left for Ohio State. <laughs> well, I figured I always have two horses in the race, and they're pretty Very strong true. horses uh, in the last 25, 30 years. So I've been uh, lucky. Uh, well, think about this. If, if Urban, after... None of this stuff happens in 09 where he's, mm. he's sick, he can't coach. The Carlos Dunlap. back. The DUI. Carlos Dunlap. <laughs> yeah, it never, it's never a good idea to have your car running with your foot on the brake at a stop sign and you'd be asleep. It's never a good idea. <laughs> we tell people that constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's just say none of that happened. Let's just say he coached in the 2009 season. They lost, obviously, that SEC championship game. He's back for 2010. Um, and he, or, or even if he doesn't come back for 2010, and he says, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to go to Ohio State now." Ohio State, let's not forget, was not open when Urban left. Uh, that Trestle, Trestle thing Trestle was still was there. Yeah, Trestle happened after that happened. So I think some people think he he was angling for that job from the start. I just think when he got out of coaching, uh, he did not he missed it too much. Now. The question is, does he miss it again? Because the Texas job is open, and or maybe may open. I don't think it will, my personally. And that would be another job. Um, I think he'd be interested. I think he'd try to get Charlie Strong and some other people back together. So, um, but the plan Florida had for or has for if they do introduce him as in the Ring of Honor is to have Steve Spurrier do the introduction. So he'll be on the field doing it. And you can't boost Burger. Right, 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 right. You're like, what do I do? That's true. <laughs> so it might, it might just be golf applause, well, you know? Well, so was it like being a jilted lover or something that when Urban left <laughs> that the fans just felt like they... Yeah. I think as much as anything, they felt like, uh, wait a minute, he wants to spend more time with his family. How is he going to spend more time with his family when he's coaching? Oh, so like what Mike Bianchi yeah. said, he wanted to spend time with the ESPN family. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think people took it, you know, personally, you yeah. know, and, and um, I, I, I do understand that. But the bottom line is, I think the way he left with a, with a not a good season, obviously, mm-hmm. his last season, and told Will Muschamp when he came in, this program's broken. So he's leaving behind a broken program. And people didn't really like that. Um, but I think there are a lot of people that think like you that this guy won two national championships. It's, Definitely. It's, yeah, and 07 and 09 weren't bad years either. Yeah, he won a Heisman <laughs> and got to the SEC championship game. Yeah, so. that SEC championship game I think broke his heart. I, I honestly yeah. think if Dunlop played, that may have been a whole different game. Might have been, but I'll tell you, Alabama started practice for that game as soon as the 08 game was over. They started working on Florida, and their their plan was to don't let Tebow run. You know, he's not he's a good passer, but he's not a great passer. He's not going to beat you by just throwing the ball. But where he gets you is when he starts running and and uh, and you know breaks containment. So their whole plan was to stop him from running the football, and it worked really well. well it's interesting. Game, yeah, I was going to say it's interesting you bring that up because. Uh, at the University of Florida now, I think, from the beginning of the year, our game plan is, how do you beat Georgia? <laughs> and we finally figured out right. a way this year. Right, and now it's since then it's been how to beat Alabama. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which, what do which, you think? Do you think we well, got a shot at it? I, I think they play LSU this week. That's yeah. right. I'm, That's I'm, right. I'm not one of those guys that looks ahead, even as a, he's a, a fan or a sports writer. Um, if you don't beat LSU – the Alabama game is almost meaningless. Think about right. it. Right. Right. You don't get in the final four. You could win. Yeah, you could still win the SEC championship mm-hmm. and go play in the Citrus Bowl or whatever they're going to play. <laughs> or it'd probably be, they'd probably play in the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does a program as strong as LSU, even though they lost 16, 17 players to the NFL or whatever, how do they drop so far in one year? I think the loss of their coaches was bigger. Was they bigger did. than the loss they lost of the, the players. offensive coordinator and others. Well, Brady left for the NFL. Who would, and, and everybody said, "Well, M. Sminger is still the coordinator, and he, he, he saw how to do this. I mean, he watched. He knows the plays. Uh, and but I think you know Dave Aranda leaving for Baylor was a big factor too. And then they bring in Bo Pelini, and we're all like, "What? <laughs> Bo Pelini? Okay, go ahead." Well, the first game they played. They got destroyed. They never adjusted. Mississippi State. They didn't, yeah. yeah, they didn't play safeties um, 
you saw it again Saturday against Alabama. There were, I think it was Devontae Smith, caught a touchdown. There wasn't anybody within 40 yards. Oh, I saw yards. that highlight. Yeah, yeah. 20, well, 30 I mean, yards away. They're just not very good. And they have players. But they're, oh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. We saw this week a player, uh, Arik Gilbert, who is a, one of the biggest freshman recruits in the country, uh, says he's, he wants out. You know, the, uh, Terrace Marshall, who's their best receiver, opted out uh, last week. Uh, and they've had a lot of that. They've had some issues. They've got the issue of uh, a Title IX violation possibly with, with rape charges and stuff like that. Going back to Darius Geis, I mean, it it is turned. It, it's almost like it could not have been any better last year. And then it just like, okay, now now you, all your karma is going to just land on well, you. I have to think they'll come back though. But you, no, they so, will. Yeah. So yeah, because what I look at is a team like LSU had recruited. They were in the top five uh, year after year after year right. in recruiting. So you lose a bunch of seniors and a bunch of juniors that are, you know, really good going to the NFL, but you still had uh, top-notch recruiting classes behind them. So it's interesting what you say is that it it had to do with the coaching and the management and the structure of the program more than the fact they didn't I mean, I would imagine next year they're going to be very talented again. Well, I mean, they've also, you know, losing their two best receivers. Jamar Chase, don't forget, before the season opted out, and Jamar Chase won the Bolitnikoff Award last year. So you lose your best receiver, then, now, then your best receiver leaves, a, with, you know, what was it, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, ten days ago, mm-hmm. he leaves. Um, you know, your quarterback gets hurt, uh, and, and he all of a sudden they decide to shut him down. And no, This mysterious injury of some kind, we still don't know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, and you know, you know, you're playing a true freshman, a quarterback. It, it's just an, an absolute mess, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. wish it on anybody else. Let me but ask you LSU. This. Um, so after January, you know, we were talking about this before the show. It's going to be the wild west when it comes to transfers and people switching programs. How do you think this is going to play out nationally? Are, are teams just going to lose massive amounts of players? I mean, you look at Coastal Carolina, who played such a great game the other night. These programs that are doing so well, right. they're probably going to get decimated, it seems to me, with transfers. Well, you got to remember one thing. There's only 85 players. You, you only get 85 scholarships. You know, and for example, Florida will have room to sign 20-something and they'll probably get a couple of grad transfers. You know, Demarcus Bowman all obviously is already transferred in, uh, who was the number one running back in the country last year. Didn't like it at Clemson, um, but you can only take so many. You, you, there's just not room. You can't just say we're going to take a thousand guys, you know, <laughs> uh, because you have 85 scholarships. So I think people always think it's going to be the Wild West, and there will be a lot of big names that do move around and. and uh, but in the end, um, you know, I think it's you just got to get a scorecard and, and see who's on it's, which team. Right. It, it's not as bad as the NBA, where the NBA, it's, it's just they fly around. And, oh, sure. And Major League Baseball, you're like, I, I don't know who's on my team, but I still like them. <laughs> I remember, so I grew up in Cleveland with the, when the Cleveland Indians were winning. Mm-hmm. I, in 1954, they won 111 games in a 154-game season. It was the strongest uh, American League record ever for many, many years. And so I absolutely knew every single player on that team, on that roster, you know. (laughs) And I used to listen every game at night, you know. If they lost, I cried, you know. I was a little kid and, you know. But sports really did change uh, remarkably in the last 25 years where you really – had, if you were a sports writer, maybe you could keep track of it, but I couldn't keep yeah, track of it. After Kurt uh, Flood, you know, the whole free yeah, agency well, changed. And Andy Messersmith was mm-hmm. another guy that, yeah. in fact, I did a story on him when I was in Fort Lauderdale uh, that he had really kind of changed free agency, too. So, um, yeah, a lot changed, and it's changing even more. And so, you know, when they start talking about the, um, the CBA rules and everything, and I just kind of go, hey, just let me know who's playing. You know, I, I, I don't want to get involved in all this. So, so, Pat, one thing I wanted to ask you about, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, obviously, you've had a long, storied career in journalism, and the journalism industry has changed incredibly because of you know social media and all these new technologies. What advice would you give to a young person 
who's you know bright-eyed, wants to get into sports journalism or any kind of journalism, what, what suggestions would you make? Get out of the business. <laughs> Hopefully no. my son isn't watching. Betty, ignore what he just said. No, no, but, no but here's the thing. Um, it's not about print anymore. We all know that. Um, as the older generation dies off, you know, the bottom line is fewer and fewer people are going to buy newspapers. So it's, you've got to be good online. You've got to understand mm -hmm. computers. And you've got to be good technically savvy. You can't. Just say, well, I can write the best story in the world. Okay, can you transmit it? Can you can you add a picture to it? These are the things you're being asked to do now, mm -hmm. and it's it's a totally different world that we're living in. You got to write your own headlines. I mean, that was unheard of in the old days. Um, so you better be good with a computer. That's what it's all about. It seems that people are still consuming a lot of information. Oh yeah. They're consuming it. They're just consuming it totally different. Well, totally and you've got these, way. you know, barstool sports and so many other things that are out there's there. So many options. <laughs> yeah, there really are outlets. I mean, I agree with Jeffrey. There's lawyer podcasts. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds. Of <laughs> you believe people would actually do that? No. <laughs> but the, the point is, though, I agree with Jeffrey. People want information, though. People they do. want to read. I do. I go on the internet every day to just consume anything I can about the Gators, about NFL, the Bucks, whatever. So there are opportunities there, but. Like you said, you just have to shift the, the way you do things. Yeah, Chris? they just don't want to go. They just don't want to go out to the uh, to the to the front porch and have to get a paper. So, they want to look on their phone. So, Pat, um, I've read your columns for years and years and years and followed you. Okay, I got to tell you, at the end of your back nine column, you always have this list of songs that you're, you're, you're listening to, yep. and I have no idea where you come up with some of these groups I've never heard of. Can you tell us about that? Well, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of different music. I listen to, and a lot of times I just go on um, uh, Spotify, or I get on, uh, or I hear something, or I hear a song uh, on, a, on, a, on a show, like the end of a movie, and I go, oh, and I'll get my Shazam out. And then from that, it, it gives you a bunch more songs. So, but on the new back nine I'm doing, I've got so many complaints about it because people don't want to uh, deal with my music taste. So we're doing. Something I bet different. I would like some of those songs. I'm pretty eclectic. Well, it it's all pretty. I mean, none of this isn't like it's uh, ACDC or something. I mean, it's a uh, it's pretty soft stuff. You know, it's it's a lot of acoustic stuff and a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of great singers. But anyway, I, I quit doing that now. And, and so what we're doing instead on the back nine is a, we're calling it the Florida four-pack. So this week it was the four best coaches of the year for Florida players. So next week it'll be something else. I have a feeling Kyle Pitts had at least one of those. I believe it was two. Yeah. So. Grimes had others. Grimes had yeah. one and shorter. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, Pat, I am just so pleased and appreciative, I know, on behalf of Jeffrey and the firm that you've joined us today. And again, we want to remind everybody that Pat has a, a podcast of his own, a video podcast that is live on Fridays and Mondays at 2 p.m. And it's another duly noted podcast, yes. another duly noted podcast. And plus, you have the show on WRUF, The Back Nine. The, the, well, I have the back nine as written for uh, WRUF as well okay. as the Great Indigators. And then Jeff uh, Cardozo and I have uh, the tailgate every day from 4 to 6, the radio show. That, That's uh, on what, WRUF 850, right? Right, and then Jeffrey is a sponsor of We appreciate him so much. So, well, I don't know and, if you know that we are now an official partner of the Florida right. Gators. Yeah. So. I do because I listen to my own show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, we're very pleased that the University of Florida chose us to be mm -hmm. the only official law firm yeah. partner of the Florida Gators. And Chris and I love being in Gainesville and being part of the You can tell we like Nation, sports. You know? yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Those and, are the best questions I've gotten so far, believe me. All right. All the interviews I've done. Right. Well, once again, you are watching Meldon Law and Friends. We appreciate our good friend Pat Dooley for joining us today. We are going to be back with a couple of more segments. Today is Friday, December 11th, 2020. Two more weeks to Christmas and uh, Jeffrey, I got to say, this is number seven. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, the show's getting more and more uh, exciting, and we want to thank everybody who listens to us or views us, and uh, we want you to share it with your friends and let them know Absolutely. that uh, we really have a good time <laughs> on this show, and uh, we hope uh, you enjoy listening to us. We'll be right back. Thanks for watching. I was in a truck accident. 
because of the accident that resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than not? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had 280 discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. And welcome back to Melden Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Melden Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, also with an office covering the entire South Florida area, Dade County, Broward County, all the way to Palm Beach County, and also with an office in Ocala. Jeffrey, I was just told by our producer that we are now hitting around 30,000 views on Facebook with our weekly podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank everybody for their support, for watching the program. This is now our seventh. It's really amazing how this has grown week after week. Yes, I'm really excited because our our goal here is to share informative and entertaining information. Exactly. And we changed the name from Melden (laughs) Law Talk, right, to Melden Law and Friends because this is what the show is. It's just a bunch of our friends hanging out, talking about what's going on. And today we have a great uh, guest, uh, the Reverend uh, Carl Anderson, who is uh, a good friend of ours. And uh, we've been uh, working together for a while now. And uh, I want to welcome you to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure being here. I tell you, this is, this is awesome. So, um, Rev, would you please uh, tell us a little bit about your background so the folks listening can uh, know how important you are and what you've been involved in as far as Gainesville and how far back you go? Well, (laughs) uh, you know, I accepted a calling as a minister at a very young age, not to mention I was raised up in the house with with one, my grandfather. And so uh, it's embedded in me. And and so I started uh, doing mission work for quite some time uh, when I was a a young adult. And uh, one of my mentors, or Sister Hazel, you may be familiar with the, uh, oh, the Rock Group. She, she had the Rock Group uh, yeah. took her name because yeah. they so admired her. Right, exactly. And she taught me uh, the, the essence of giving, uh, taught me the methodology of, of, of operating outreach. And, um, and I just took it and ran with it because uh, it, it, it's a part of me. It's part of who I am. Uh, my grandparents on both sides, that's what they did. Uh, my paternal you know, grandmother would, would go to the ball, Diamond and Archer, during the summers and give away f- food to the kids during the summer. And, you know, my, my, my grandmother and grandparents in, in Gainesville, they always uh, prepared more than enough food for guests and, and kids in the neighborhood. And so it, it's, just, it's just a part of me. And so, um, you know, I, I love what I do. Uh, it represents Christ. And, you know, I often say that I'm purpose-driven. And so I, I, I try to encourage and instill that in our parishioners and those that I mentor. And uh, it's just been a great uh, it's just been a great journey uh, in my life. I just I, I just turned 47, uh, but it, you know I, I've been doing it for so long. It's just it's just second nature. Uh, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't so, trade it for the world. Uh, let's talk about some of the day to day activities that you do. What's your day like when you wake up? Uh, you know, <laughs> on Sunday. Tell me what what's a Sunday? Oh, yeah, Sunday is, is typically uh, you know getting up, uh, you know praying, staying focused. Uh, going back over the word and, uh, you know, as I get ready to prepare it and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I'm just all focused, just like uh, you would in a ball game. You just you just 
all there, your mind, and you're just ready to go. Yeah, yeah, so you, that, you have a congregation. You yeah, I do. Upper room, Upper room Ministries is my church. I'm one of the senior That's pastors in there. It's in Gainesville, right. East Gainesville, across from Rollins Elementary, 3575 Northeast uh, 15th Street. Okay. And uh, we, we recently celebrated our 20th anniversary. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, of, of just doing purpose-driven ministry in North Central Florida. Um, we have a widow's wing ministry where we uh, service widows of uh, North Central Florida and beyond. Uh, we have a foster's fruit ministry where we, uh, where we cover foster children uh, monthly with, with different rallies, diaper rallies, uh, you know, uh, uh, baggage rallies for those that are aging out, they may need suitcases, etc. You know, we may, we may do individual wrap goods. Uh, and then on during the holidays, like now, uh, we adopted 35 kids uh, to provide their Christmas wish list. And so that was that was just awesome. And so we're we're we partner with Partnership for Strong Family uh, in doing that. You know, there's a scripture uh, that says, "Pure religion is this: is that you watch over widows and orphans, and abstain yourself from the world." And so I I, I live and breathe that. Uh, and and you know, children, uh, foster children are just so dear to me, and I want to see them all adopted. But in the meantime, we want to make sure that they have a wholesome life. And so and when my church, you know, just get behind me and behind programs like that and really make it happen, it makes me proud. And I know God is smiling. Well, listen, Rev, I wanted to uh, have you tell the listeners a little bit about the Stop the Violence program, which I think you've been doing for 21 years now? Yeah, yeah, and I thank you for being a part of it this year. This year was a little different because of COVID, and we had to be creative with it. And so we took it out to, uh, you know, the fairgrounds, where we had been doing, uh, we had done 16 uh, what we call community relief days out there. We had drive-through, uh, drive-through food giveaways. We would place the uh, food in people's trunk, and we partnered with Farm Share, and uh, we fed over a hundred thousand individuals this summer between March and the end of July. Well, it was like the culmination of that. Uh, we kept the same format, and this time we say, well, you know what? We're giving away 5,000 uh, uh, backpacks filled with school supplies. Let's do it. Let's keep the same model. Everybody's safe. They're socially distanced. We have a good group of volunteers. And so you were there. You were there, Jeffrey. You I mean, know, it was wild. Man. I felt like I was in a drive-in theater. Yeah. So I went up on the stage, and instead of an audience, right, there was like, Hundreds and hundreds of cars yeah, parked, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was so cool, and everybody was so appreciative, yeah. and uh, it, I was just absolutely blown away by the organization, and how appreciative the people were that you were helping the kids with getting yes. ready for school. Yes, the, 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 we, the, the fact that we were able to pull that off in the middle of a pandemic was phenomenal. And, and I can't thank sponsors like you enough for jumping on board with us and still making it happen. And, uh, you know, again, looking at the, the, the smiles on those kids' faces and... And, that must uh, really touch your heart, just to see does. the transformation, it does. to see yeah. the way you affect lives every single day. Yeah, and tell us about the turkey giveaway that we had. Yeah, month. man, we, we did that. You know, our church, we give away food every Monday. We call it Manor Market Monday, every Monday with nine between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And so we do this all the time, but we wanted to be special this year, so we partnered with Rodney Long, with the Long Foundation. Long, sure. Yeah, the Long Foundation. He does the strikeout for hungry every year and we're usually recipients because he feed back to our uh, local pantry but this year well you know we contributed as well and and uh, like never before and uh, man and you contributed uh, Jeffrey you were there again and uh, we gave away I don't know the exact number but it had to be about 5,000 people out there you thought there were a lot of people out there doing the rally we were out there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., nonstop cars, back-to-back. Wow. Back. And we're giving away turkeys, uh, all the all the other foods, the fixings, all the fixings, yeah. even meals. bottles of Coca-Cola. <laughs> I mean, it was just, we gave them. We gave now, them. do you get some of that donated? Yeah, we did. We got some of that donated. And, and again, we had also monetary donors as, as well. 
and uh, you know from churches to civic groups, uh, you know the, the the you know sororities, fraternities, and and, and local businesses like yourself. Wow. And so it's just wonderful when we all can come together well, you and know, make things happen. I tell you when I when I go to those events, um, I really feel like. Gainesville is a very special community. It is. You're, I feel you're that a way. major That's... part of keeping people together, and sometimes just a little act of kindness can sure. go a long way. Yeah, guys, this is wonderful, and I—I I mean, your energy is infectious, and I mean that in a very positive <laughs> way. It <laughs> is wonderful. You. We've got to take a break. Uh, you are watching again, Melden Law and Friends. We're here with a very wonderful friend, the Reverend Carl Anderson, talking about all the great things his ministry is doing. We will be right back for our fourth and final segment today, Friday, December 11th. Thanks again for watching. Being a client at Melden Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcomed by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help and they will help you. Hello and welcome back to Melden Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Melden Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, also covering the entire South Florida area, Miami, Miami-Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County, and also with an office in Ocala. Today is Friday, December 11th, 2020. I want to remind our watchers and listeners, depending on the format in which you're watching us or listening, that you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.meldenlaw.com. Our primary practice areas are injury cases, meaning big truck crashes, motor vehicle crashes, trip and fall, slip and fall, animal bite. We also handle DUI and criminal defense cases. Give us a call anytime, toll free, 1-800-373. 8,000, and even if it's something outside those areas, Jeffrey's been doing this a long time, we'll have a legal professional direct you in the right in the right path. It's been a great, great episode today, and we are so blessed to have a wonderful community civic leader, leader like Reverend Carl Anderson and Jeffrey. I know that uh, that's been a hallmark of you and, and Melvin Law is community involvement. Yes, we take it very seriously that we want to give back to the community and having partners like uh, Reverend Anderson is great because uh, we're friends, mm -hmm. uh, we have a good time, yeah. and we uh, enjoy helping other people. And in the long run, uh, you know, you get you get back what you give, and you know, it's it's, uh, the truth, so I I admire that you know day in and day out you have that uh, focus, and yeah. uh, you know I, I really uh, want to thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit about the ga the Greater Gainesville Ministry and what who's involved and and uh, how many people are in, uh, do you reach? Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, for four years now, I've been the president and and, and I must say founding president because I was the first uh, of the Alachua County Pastor Christian Pastors Association. Uh, we typically say ACPA, uh, and um, you know it, it, it consists of, of of pastors from all over the county. Uh, uh, you know many denominations. Uh, many ethnic backgrounds, and it was wonderful how it came together. Here in Gainesville, uh, in our market, we had two pastor associations. We had a ministerial alliance that was mm -hmm. predominantly black. We had a, a, a pastor association that was predominantly white. And me being president of the ministerial alliance, I was like, you know, it really doesn't make sense for us to have two 
associations, especially in a market this size. And uh, we, you know, we serve the same God, we have the same mission, and Phil Corson, who was the president of the, of the CPA, felt the same way. And so we, we merged, and when we came together, they decided to have me as president, and Phil became VP, and we've done some wonderful things together. We, we've gotten together, and, and we've had, you know, uh, you know, National Day of Prayer events. Uh, we, we've gotten together, and again, like this summer, we all came together and did the community relief days. Uh, all the churches came out. They sewed into it. Uh, they put sweat equity into it. It was it was a wonderful thing, and we're we're going to continue to do things together. We continue to grow. Uh, my tenure as as president is, will be over at the end of this year, uh, but Alex Farmer will be president, and and uh, you know they still got me there. I have a feeling you're not going to be backing down one second. <laughs> well, they, they they put me at VP like they still want me to do stuff. So and you will be doing. <laughs> yeah, I will be doing stuff. I, I love it. I love it. And, and one of the main things I love about it is yeah. the unity. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, Jeffrey, that, 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 you know, we're better together. We're better Great. together. And, and it takes us to come together to make great things happen. You know, I want to tell you that I'm so impressed at how you've risen to the challenge of the COVID epidemic and yeah. uh, what, what you've done as far as it's like, COVID came around, and instead of doing less, you were doing more. Yeah, it was time to roll up our sleeves, you know. I mean, there, there was no time to back down. I'm looking at people hurting. I know mm -hmm. several people that have died and, and, uh, and uh, that were close to me. Uh, just in my denomination alone, we've lost over 35 bishops. Yeah. Uh, and oh, so it, it really impacted, uh, you know, me and my life. And so it hit home. And so, you know, I was like, you know, the need is great. We, we, we've tried it one time. And when I saw that we had basically shut down one side of the city mm -hmm. because there were so many people coming, uh, not only from Gainesville, but even Ocala, I said, the need is great. We have to do more of this. And so we just kept doing it. We kept doing it. We set a goal for ourselves. We said, we're not going to stop until we, until we provide food for over 100,000 individuals. So we've got Christmas we've coming up that. in the New Year's. Yeah. Uh, what what if, if people are still in need, obviously? Sure, sure. Um, what sort of activities are going on? What sort of food giveaways and, and other programs? Well, we're, you know, again, we're going to be giving away food every Monday from 9, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We were there this past Monday, uh, Mel, you know, Mel, you know, Jeffrey, you were a part of it. You gave away gift cards to Harris. It was just, it was amazing. And they, they loved it. They were so, they couldn't believe we were giving it away. I say, that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, uh, yeah. that, that's, just who, that's just who he is. And so, you know, it was one lady came up, she was crying. And she's like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe it. And so, hey, listen, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, that, you, that we not only had food to give away, but boom, a, a gift card as well. Like, whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, and so uh, even if there are people still coming afterwards, I'm hoping that there are more. I have a feeling there'll be a few more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, next Monday, like, can I fill out that card? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. so, so, but we, we, we got some things coming up. You know, we're going to you know, be collecting toys, food, and if you want to be a part of it. You know, so I wanted to ask you that yeah. specifically. I know there'll be some people watching yeah. who, will, who are going to say, especially once they see your energy in this guy's, they're going to say, how can we get involved? So if somebody wants to volunteer, whether it's sure. sweat equity or money or sponsorship, yeah. how do they get in touch with you to become involved? Listen, I, I, we welcome. We welcome the support. We welcome the collaboration. You can call me. I'll give you my cell, 352-339-3851. That's 352-339-3851. Or you can reach me uh, via email, uh, that's Pastor K at the letter U, letter R, welcomehere.org. And, uh, you know, just, just reach out to us and we, let, let's make some things happen. Let's continue to change this we'll, world. We'll put, we'll put a graphic up, yeah, you know, when, yeah, when, when, I, when I this like, is on. Yeah, I like that email address. You are welcome. Yeah, that's my church. That's you my church. That's my church website. Upper room. That's right. I get it. That's Upper right. room. Yeah, welcome. That's right. You're welcome here. We welcome everyone. So come on out. Oh, that, that's just, just wonderful. Um, looking forward, looking ahead, mm -hmm. you know, to 2021, and you talked about unity, mm -hmm. and obviously that, that's an issue we're dealing with as a nation yes, right yeah. now, and what are your thoughts about ways that your ministry can, can help people heal, help this nation come together emotionally and spiritually, not just in terms of food and giveaways? Well, we're, we're doing more than just praying. We're, 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 I often tell people we're bigger than Sunday morning. 
we, we we have these cards that we that we hand out to people that says you matter, you know, and it's important that we let people know that they are worth. Uh, they're worth uh, something. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're valuable. Their life is valuable. And so we, we got this campaign to saying, you matter, you matter, but you Brad, matter. Do you know what our, uh, <laughs> our, our logo is what? in Valdiva? You matter most. Come on, man. <laughs> That's why we get along so well, man. We're, we're Synergy, how about That's that? Right. That's, right. That's it. That's why we get along so well. So listen, it's just a blessing when, when things work out that way. And, you know, and we're, we're planning safe, too, even as a ministry. We welcome people to come. Um, we're doing drive up now. Uh, we're, we're doing the drive up. You know, you just sit in your car, look, look and listen, turn into the, uh, the radio transmitter. And we've been doing that for our uh, New Year's Eve celebration. You, you have a radio broadcast for the uh, for your services? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. When, when people come up, just like they're oh, doing the new, okay. the new style drive in movies. OK. Yeah, you just. Tune in to a certain uh, frequency. I see. And you okay. get a chance to hear, so you don't have to let the windows down and be cold and freezing. I, I bet one of your sermons is quite an experience. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Been very uplifting. I've I'm been sure. told that. So, so, how do you get trained to give a really good sermon? Well, I, I went through, uh, you know, C.H. Uh, Mason Seminary Bible College uh, here, and, um, you know, under uh, uh, Dr. D.R. Williams, he was one of our, 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 uh, you know, professors here locally, and and uh, Reggie and Reginald Williams, um, and um, you know they, they they trained us on on, on what you would call you know uh, <laughs> you know uh, it just you know on how to study the word and how to present the word, mm-hmm. and um, and so it, it's just it's, it's a wonderful it's wonderful art, you yes. know, on on doing both, and and when you learn that, you really can, it helps you out with what God gives. It's one thing to for him to give it to you, it's another thing to present it. <laughs> you know, well, so. I want to ask you that, okay? Now, I'm sure you prepare <laughs> yes, ahead of time, yes, right? Yes. And um, do you stay on script or do you kind of uh, go off script as the, uh, you know, it's it's the spirit moves you? Uh, you know, he, he'll do that from time to time. I mean, this past Sunday, I think I kind of went off script and he dropped something, another analogy in me about a baby. It's like, and I'm up there like rocking, like, where did I get yeah. this from? <laughs> you know, it's just. But I mean, you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. I right? do, and I do, I do. Close, yeah. And in the close, kind, kind, kind of like a jury final yeah. argument. Yeah. But that close, I don't know where it came. That came from the Holy Spirit because I did yeah. not imagine doing that. Um, you know, it was amazing. It was an amazing illustration. Um, but many people were touched, uh, you know, lives were changed, and, and I, I'm just grateful for, for what I do. So is there a Facebook page or where people can learn yes. about, what, and what's that page? Upper room, Upper room Ministries is our page. Upper Room Ministries. Upper Room Ministries okay. is our page. We have a, a fan page and a group page. Go to the fan page. You'll catch us every Sunday at 10 a.m. And, uh, and watch what we do. And, I'll be uh, watching. I yeah. can guarantee you that. Yeah, check <laughs> us out. We have an awesome music ministry to set the atmosphere, and then uh, the, then the speaker will come forth and okay. give the deliver the word. Again, I just want to say how much I appreciate you. I know Jeffrey and our, our firm as a whole. We are yeah. just so grateful for the work you do, the work your ministry does day in and day out, and the work you're continuing to do. And we'll have you back. You thank know, you. Thank uh, you. It'll, sure be an honor. Yeah, It'll be an honor. I'll tell you, it's really a pleasure. I, I moved to Gainesville in 1970. Oh, wow. And I have known a lot of the pastors mm-hmm. uh, in the community yeah. over the years. Yes. And it's so great making your acquaintance and getting to be a friend yes, of yours. Yes. And I could see you're carrying on the tradition because really the Alachua County uh, area has had some incredible yes, uh, pastors uh, that have really Truly inspired enough. a lot of people. Yes. And, uh, I think uh, your name's right up at the top there. No, no question about that. Once again, you have been watching Meldon Law and Friends. Today is Friday, December 11th, 2020. Just another great show, wonderful show. Uh, we truly are a podcast that's all about friends, people uh, that contribute to the community, like Reverend Carl and many others. We want to remind you that you can spread the word. Watch this podcast, along with the 30,000 others who've been watching week after week, on our website or on Meldon Law Facebook page. The Meldon Law Facebook page is the best place to see it. Do spread the word and take a look at our website at www.meldenlaw.com. I wanted to add one more thing. Sure. Um, during the holiday season, uh, we give away 
free gift cards to uh, Harry's Restaurant. All you have to do is sign up for the Meldon Law Newsletter, and you can either call the office at 1-800-373-8000 or go to meldonlaw.com, and uh, you'll get the newsletter. You can uh, get a free $25 gift certificate to Harry's uh, Seafood. And uh, I'm signing up. We're trying. <laughs> we are trying to, uh, you know, uh, spread the word, and uh, we love having uh, you folks watch the show, listen to the show, and anything that we can do to give back to the community is our blessing. So thank you very thank much. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Go Gators! You betcha. <laughs>